Hi, this is Dr. Michelle Robin with Small Changes, Big Shifts. And I believe if you'll change one thing a month, the next 12 months, you'll change your life forever. Thanks for joining me on the journey. Well, welcome back to Small Changes, Big Shifts. You know, on this show, we like to celebrate, guide, connect, which provide hope. And I'm always fascinated about the uh, stories I get to share with you, but I'm also fascinated how they all tend to blend together as far as some of similar ideas. And so I'm excited to see how today's show goes. My guest is Ed Harold, and Ed is uh, an athlete a trainer, an author, a speaker. So Ed, welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Dr. Robin, and your audience today. Well, share with our listeners a little bit about who you are and why you do what you do. Well, you know, throughout my whole life, I've felt this deep need to connect with other human beings and provide support, strategies, concepts, to me, so that folks can meet their goals in maybe what would be called non-traditional ways. I was probably one of the first uh, real yogis who was trying to bring yoga into Western training. And I was probably, you know, one of the first uh, Western athletes around that really saw the benefits of breath control and stabilizing the posture and accessing deeper uh, parts of the brain so that folks can have quality moments uh, in the process of trying to achieve their goals. So interesting, in my first book, uh, Wellness on a Shoestring, Seven Habits for a Healthy Life, which kind of has sprung into this show, Small Changes, Big Shifts, one of the uh, habits we talk about is breath. So share with our listeners a little bit more about, you know, is there a certain way to take a breath? Are there multiple ways to get the maximum benefit and, and how it's helped you in your journey and some of your followers? Yeah, so, you know, literally there's thousands of different ways to breathe. And understanding the fundamentals of what's happening uh, during inhale, pause, exhale, pause, slow breathing, fast breathing, diaphragmatic breathing, ocean sounding breath, internal retentions, external retentions, alternate nostril breathing, targeted mouth breathing. There's so many different ways that we can access the power, the, this huge source of energy that's inside of us. And it begins with nostril breathing. We're all born nostril breathers, and every animal on earth is breathing through its nose its entire life unless it's hunting or being hunted. So stabilizing the mental activity on a diaphragmatic nostril inhale, strengthening the diaphragm muscle and the vagus nerve so that, number one, you're creating great posture and you're burning fat. Number two, you're amplifying the effects of the vagus nerve, which stalls cerebral and biological aging in the body. Learning how to exhale longer than you inhale. You know, life's an endurance event with little peaks and valleys of speed. So when we're exhaling longer than our inhale, we're triggering, triggering the fear centers of the brain, the amygdala and the hypothalamus, to turn down and not become so parasitic in regard to robbing us of potential energy. So we're conserving energy. And as these areas of fear are turned down, there's more potential energy to work with the higher learning centers of the brain and go beyond even the limits that we put on ourselves. So just stabilizing the breath and understanding how the breath plays a role in regard to blood pressure and cardiovascular health and how cardiovascular health is going to trigger neurobiology and what neurochemistry you're using. And then the brain allowing the body to metabolize its fat stores rather than its pressure sugar reserves is huge in regard to living a long, vibrant life where the quality of your life, the QOL, gives you the energy to see that small changes can change everything. 
So thinking about breath, one of the things that um, I've heard, I'd love for you to validate or tell me I'm totally crazy, but um, which is probably already true. You know that from our first few minutes, but thinking about um, taking deep breaths, it can be like taking Valium, you know, really relaxing to the body. Can you comment on that at all? Yeah. So if you look at it this way, you know, the faster you breathe, the faster your heart is going to beat. The faster your heart beats, the faster the thoughts move across the center of the brain. The faster the thoughts move, the more the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland are going to secrete cortisol and adrenaline, which are very acidic in nature. While that's certainly wonderful from time to time, in the long run, any acidity that's not incorporated and eliminated quickly turns into inflammation. And when inflammation is present, it's certainly difficult for oxygen to do its job and distribute energy from the soles of our feet to the crown of the head. Wow. Speaking some of my language here with the vagus nerve and calming down the system and having people be their best selves. So what got you so really passionate about it? You've got a, you've got a new book coming out. You, you coach people, you speak, you've got a, a great, some great tools online. You know, what, what's the really deep why? The deep why is... You know, when we're stressed out, as we seek attention, we have a tendency to be harder on ourselves than we need to. And then when that doesn't work, then we become harder on other folks outside of ourselves. And we begin to see the worst in others rather than the best. And communication becomes flawed, untrustworthy, and the relationships move into emotional states of consciousness, which create heart disease, which create cancer in the gut. And we get lost in the brain. The idea I think is number one, conscious communication, getting prepared to receive the information cerebrally, applying an attention, an intention that is reasonable for where you've been, where you are, where you wanna go, and then manifest that with great ease. And if there's any part of your brain that does not want to look back into your past, don't allow the brain to go back into your past because your past is a plus. We all have this wonderful foundation of success, failure, memories, in between and all of it can be shifted every breath in our whole human existence is a fresh new breath there is nothing there on the screen and seeing the best in yourself allows you to see the best in others and i think it's really about how do i communicate interpersonally with myself which will be a reflection of how i inter how i communicate with others around me and obviously always looking to conserve energy because i don't have the same amount of energy i had 10 years ago So my personal self-awareness needs to constantly be in a learning mode and try to learn learn one new thing every day. And if you can learn one new thing every day, you know what? It's okay to let go of one old thing, you know, that happened 20 years ago that has no bearing on who you are today as a human being. So I'm curious, Ed, what does well-being mean to you from your journey? Well-being would be the absence of self-sabotage, low self-esteem, the absence of fear in a negative sense. It would be a call. Well-being would be a call to pay attention, to pay attention to things that I normally don't notice that are going on around me. And when I'm well, there's an absence of disease and there is an ease. And we know that learning how to control your breathing and learning the cycles of the day, there's ways that we can hack into flow states. And the ultimate well-being would be being in a state of flow during your conscious hours. Now, when you strengthen the diaphragm and the vagus nerve, you have the second brain in the gut, your entric nervous system. And we know that 90% of the serotonin and 50% of the dopamine come from the gut. 
you must feel good about yourself to amplify and echo quality thinking. If you don't feel good, it's hard to think good. Now, getting two of those five neurochemicals from the gut is huge. So strengthening the diaphragm muscle, amplifying the effects of the microbiome of the gut. The three neurochemicals that we get in flow from the brain, norepinephrine, which allows us to dilate time and find that deep focus where we're not easily distracted. Natural opiates that are formed so that we can handle higher levels of discomfort. And obviously, anatomine, which is a bliss molecule, which allows both cortexes to communicate clearly between the corpus callosum and the brain so that time and space dilate and something greater than yourself comes to the surface and begins to move your physical tissue. That was, that was wow, that was an awesome um, illustration and the chemistry behind it. So as you're thinking about your journey and some coaching that you've done, and uh, what, what's a, a story you can share with our listeners of how, how you've had a client that's changed their well-being based on these philosophies? Well, number one, it's replacing mouth breathing with nostril breathing. I, I think the number one tool that we need with folks is to, number one, stabilize their inhale which allows the mental context of what's there in the moment to stabilize. We need folks, obviously, to lengthen their exhale to get grounded in the body. The body is a wonderful tool that allows us to authenticate our thinking. And when you notice you go off true north and you kind of wiggle around the truth a little bit, there's a sensation in the upper abdomen that says, hey, 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 you can say this, you can do this, but you're going to have to double back later to correct this because you know it's not your best. So when we can use the body as a tool through breathing to authenticate the thinking world, we have a major ally to remain authentic. And when we become authentic, the whole community of people who are around us are also invited to become authentic. Well, that word authentic, I think is extremely powerful right now is, uh, and I, I don't know what the word authentic means to you. I've got actually two questions. One, you use the word hack and hack's a pretty common word. I'm not sure my listeners are in that generation that really understand it. What do you mean by hack a system? Well, I mean, what, what we're trying to do through hacking is rather than have hope, which is not a proven strategy, for what you're trying to achieve in your healthcare, in your exercise routine, in your relationships, in whatever you're trying to achieve in life, hope is not a proven strategy. Now, we have the ability through breathing to hack deeper into our autonomic nervous system. And when we can apply the brakes where the accelerator is usually full on, when we can apply gas where we're afraid and the life, life is all, has the emergency brake and there's just fear in all of our thoughts, you're hacking into your autonomic nervous system. And when you hack into your autonomic nervous system, sympathetic, parasympathetic, entric systems are rebooted. And when you add that to the thinking world, and you can cool down where you're overheated, and where you're overheated, you can cool down, perceptions begin to change about your value and everything you've been through in your life. So hacking into a system and taking hope off the table so that you pretty much can predict what's going to happen, then you feel pretty confident about yourself. Good, good advice. Well, I don't want to get stuck just on breath because I know you have three pillars that you like to talk about and, and we like to give great guidance, which you're doing to my listeners. So talk about pillar two and pillar three. So loving, loving completely is really, you know, if you think about it, love is really the only thing 
that we're really good at. You know, we go through these little peaks and valleys of hate and separation, you know, and provides us a temporary shutdown of our emotional IQ. But at the end of the day, having gratitude for just the littlest of things. And if you don't have gratitude, go to a veteran's hospital. Go to a, go to a hospital where all these little kids that have done nothing in their life have cancer. Find places in your life where you can find gratitude. And when you have gratitude, you have the foundation of self-forgiveness and self-love. One of the things I like to, I wrote this little piece. It's about 100 words, and it's in my book. I have a 30-day breathing program, and before you undertake this 30 days of changing your life for, and stepping into your full power as a human being, I wanted to run these words by you, which is basically, without love, nothing is worth our energy of doing. With love, all is within our being. The mind is focused only on our accomplishments, but the heart sees through all our worldly accomplishments as trivial games of the ego mind. Life is taking place in an invisible field of pure potential. This potential sits quietly, waiting for us to become as quiet. And in that quiet, we remember. We remember something hidden from us, in us at our human birth. And in that remembering, we forget all judgment and all competitive mind games. And we remember we are all one, all one playing the same games. The game is trust. And the more we trust, the more we open. And the more we open, the more fearless life becomes. Our birth, our death, simply games of the flesh. Life is about trusting what our five senses are sending and bringing in each moment. And then going into that field of breath to watch and allow the co-creative process of the universe. And in that watching, we notice our truths and non-truths equally. That balance removes all of our unbalanced thought forms and emotional debris. We breathe, we trust, we remember. We breathe, we trust, we remember. This whole universal field is waiting to reveal itself to you and me now. Now let's go be great. So I think there's a greater call in humanity than ever before for all of us to step up to the plate a little bit and try to go beyond where we've been. Wow, we remember. I'm thinking about, you know, the breath helps you calm down your nervous system. I'm a chiropractor, and so the autonomic nervous system is, you know, kind of that behind-the-scenes machine that keeps us running and has all of our systems working. So I get that. I, I get we remember that we remember the truth of who we are, and we are all one. And the third pillar you talk about is? Breathe deeply, love completely, and live mindfully. So... Initially, when I meet folks, the first part about living mindfully is to empty your mind. Our minds are cluttered. The habitual mouth breathing and excessive breathing that we do per minute stokes excessive thinking. You know, someone who's breathing, say, less than 12 breaths a minute is in a constant state of parasympathetic response. And in that, there's about 50,000 thoughts every 24 hours. Someone who's breathing shallow, someone who's breathing through their mouth with a mild little hyperventilation, they're taking more than 20 breaths a minute. These folks are interacting with approximately 80,000 thoughts every 24 hours. So that's 30,000 thoughts, that's 200,000 thoughts a week, and we're frying the brain. 
And, you know, there is no other health besides mental health. You know, we must find ways to feel good about ourselves where we're at war with ourselves. And figuring that out is very, very challenging. So having the breath at your doorstep and your ability to control breathing and stop breathing when you need to with control, you'll find big gaps in space. And in that gap, there's just nothing there but the beauty of who you are, who you've been, and who you always will be. And it's an opportunity to fall in love with ourselves again and again and again every moment that we have in these bodies. Life's supposed to be fun. Without a doubt. Well, you're using some of my favorite words, so I can see why it was a great fit and why your team reached out to me. So, so Ed, I am delighted to be sharing this time with you today and remind our listeners about the pillars. Breathe deeply love completely and live mindfully. And I think that would, and you use the words kind of tuning in to, to how you're feeling with certain people, with certain habits you have, maybe it's the exercise you're doing or the food you're eating. Very right. great wisdom. How can our listeners connect with you? Folks can reach me at uh, www.edharrell.com. I lead programs and trainings and work with corporate clients and individuals all over America. I've just launched a new book called Life with Breath. IQ plus EQ equals a new you. And it's a wonderful book about my story and kind of blends Eastern and Western concepts into a hybrid. And then it allows us to learn a 30-day breathing program. And when folks come out of this breathing program, they're going to be lighter and brighter than they've ever been in their life. And I'm very happy to offer this to folks and it can be purchased at Amazon. Well, great. And we'll have a link in the show notes as well. People can be lighter and brighter. Well, that's definitely a great way to close the show. Thank you so much for taking time to share with my listeners uh, your three pillars. I want to remind our listeners they can go to the Quadrants of Wellbeing, our special microsite we've created for our 25 years of celebrating well-being in our community, in our country. And they can download our free ebook, Small Changes, Big Shifts, putting the odds in your favor. Well, I know if you practice what Ed talked today, uh, you will put the odds in your favor. So go out and take a deep breath, hug a friend, remember who you are and whose you are. God bless you and have a wonderful week. We'll chat next week. I sure appreciate you listening to Small Changes, Big Shifts. If you go to our website, drmichellerobin.com, we'll have the show notes for you there. If this episode inspired you to make a small change that will lead to a big shift, please share it with a friend and feel free to leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe so you'll catch our episode next week. Blessings to you.